Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is South Dakota Discovery Center Programs and Operations Director Ann Lewis. We'll hear from her after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. The South Dakota Discovery Center has been awarded a grant to engage educators in making observations that can be used for research in North and South America. Lewis says Macro Blitz developed out of work she's doing with the South Dakota Department of Agriculture and Natural Resources. We co-collaborate or we collaborate with the um, with the Danner on a volunteer monitoring project where we train regular people uh, to collect water quality samples and the state can use them in their clean water act reporting and the people and the locals you know they're, they're getting an idea of what's happening with their local water body uh, aquatic macroinvertebrates can be a really important data point for understanding water quality the challenge is that to use them to make determinations and, and, and um, use them in Clean Water Act kinds of activities, you really need a high level of rigor to analyze them and identify them. So I was talking with the, uh, the, the, the Danner scientists and um, trying to figure out what is the role for volunteers in this and they, they do have a protocol that volunteers could do to collect macroinvertebrates but it doesn't really involve the volunteers looking at them or studying them um, and you know it's just basically collecting them and putting them in a in a in a container and shipping them off to the lab um, which is great for data but not so great for education and engagement outcomes so I was like, well, what about if we just taught people to survey the macroinvertebrates and uh, just put them on a, a really accessible platform like iNaturalist, and we would curate them into a project, and you could hop on whenever you needed to just kind of get a sense, sort of like a pre-screening of what was going on at different sites around the state. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's try it. And I thought for sure there would be like a dozen of such projects already out there on iNaturalist. I and mean, if there were, I could not find them. So I was like, I cannot be the only person um, creating this. And I was like, well, maybe I am. So I, I went ahead and I piloted it last summer. I got a few people. I was like, let's just try this, you know, keeping it very, you know, kind of quiet. Because if it didn't work out, I didn't want everybody to know. And we we did. We We got the... We, we sent people, a few people out, they made some observations, they uploaded them to iNaturalist, um, and yeah, there they are. And so when I saw just how feasible this was, I was like, you know what, this can really scale. And through National Geographic, I had met some people who are doing really cool work with aquatic macroinvertebrates. Um, one one researcher, his name is Isaima Dries, and he works in the Chilean Patagonia. And what his job is, is he literally uh, hikes around Patagonia looking in streams, 
uh, for endemic species, you know, species local to that, specific to that area, in these um, threatened habitats, because in the ice fields of, of Chile, Patagonia, because with climate change, uh, they could very well not exist in 10 years as the, um, you know, as the habitat changes, you know, so too will the species that live there. So um, I'm like, you know what, even though people aren't doing exactly what ESAE is doing, you know, they, they don't have that cool factor of Chile and Patagonia and, you know, all of that. They're still doing the same kind of work, trying to find out what's there and document it in case it changes or, or in certain cases it might disappear. So uh, I talked to a bunch of other people. And, and with National Geographic, there's a woman who does macroinvertebrate work up in Canada. Uh, I talked to uh, Carlos Velasco. He is sort of a, a go-to guy for anything iNaturalist related. And uh, a, a fellow educator, Peg Kiner. And I created this idea of we could you know, create resources so that anybody could do this work. They could um, train others to go out and make these observations and upload them to my naturalist. And so we submitted the grant and um, it got funded. How do folks, you know, find this information? How do they see it? How does that work, Anne? So this year, year one of the grant is, um, st- we're, we're in a building year. It's, we're creating our resources and uh, whatnot. And so year two, we'll, we'll be disseminating all the the how to's and the resources and whatnot, but if I if anything I've just said has just like flipped a switch in someone and you're like yes I want to do that, you can become a South Dakota Master Naturalist and participate that way because I that's the group I worked with to pilot this. We'll continue be doing this very locally on a very low level just to kind of keep working out the bugs and trying different ideas. So if you just search on the website, South Dakota Master Naturalist, or you go to the Discovery Center's website, sd-discovery.org, you can find the information on how to become a Master Naturalist. Applications are open right now, and uh, they close January 31st, so there's not a huge amount of time. That's probably the, the easiest pathway to get connected with all of this. This project is going to continue you know, beyond the two years that National Geographic funds it. That's really the reason, one of the reasons I scaled it up. Yes, it's for, you know, literally the Western Hemisphere, but it's also for us here in South Dakota. So that's one of the things that excites me most, that this is sort of the epicenter of something that's really big and really exciting. I guess the other thing would say, I've, I've thrown around a lot of words like macroinvertebrate and iNaturalist. And, you know, if those aren't sounding like they make a lot of sense to you, um, you know, just reach out to us at the Discovery Center and we can set up a time to talk or watch our social media. Uh, We have opportunities to learn about iNaturalist. We'll have more in the spring um, when, you know, when there's actually more to take pictures of uh, because everything is pretty dormant right now. But once the wildflowers and the insects and they start coming back, that's a good time to to start learning about iNaturalist. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.